0: It's the only bird that will attack the
1: eagle.
2: So we you want think, to be a crow.
0: Do you think this was uh, playing when Robert Sala came up with this whole thing? He said he was no. deep in thought.
2: Deep in thought.
0: <laughs> really deep.
1: If you're a coach and you have that story, wouldn't you think, mm, there's probably a better story I can tell my team.
2: I was shopping at Bel Air <laughs> and <laughs> Nelly Furtado started coming on the speaker.
0: <laughs> and I thought about you
1: guys.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's funny when he says, the only bird. It will attack the eagle as a crow. And you hear the murmuring like, whoa, 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 that's right. It's the crow.
0: And I think the whole thing was like, I was waiting for somebody to raise their hand and be like, so coach, are we the eagle or the crow? I know.
1: I know. That's where he lost me.
0: Um, but I
1: love Robert Sala. If
0: the Jets suck this year, are you going to go back to that and be like, that's the moment the season ended? Depends <laughs> how.
1: And I think, isn't a Raven a type of crow? Do they play the Ravens at all this year? So
0: oh, that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and peck away, Lamar. Or
1: if the Ravens play the Eagles. Like you said, it's just too complicated. Too many bird, too bird references. Many <laughs> coach. Yeah. But I am very interested to watch the Jets. I mean, hook, line, and sinker. Aaron Rodgers, Jets. I want to see it.
0: Oh, no. It, it's must-watch football. It is the... And it's kind of, you know what? And that is the one thing I will give Hard Knocks credit for, is they will make a team that I did not care about. A storyline. You know, I had no care in the world about the Detroit Lions until you watch Dan Campbell, and it's just, gosh, man, this guy is so entertaining. And he's actually a coach who's like, you know, I want to see this guy win. I like the story. I like the underdog mentality of the Lions, and they didn't make the playoffs last year, but for them to finish above 500 was awesome.
1: Yes, it was. Now, you heard his animal story, what he wanted to do yep. with an animal this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of Dan Campbell's plan, which was shut down by the league, to have a lion, an actual lion on the field for their game?
0: I just feel like it wouldn't have worked out well. And it's, you know, Roger don't make a lot of great decisions. I feel like that was one of the better ones he made. Yes. Would well, Dan li- Would Dan Campbell have bit the lion's ankle had <laughs> it gotten loose?
1: <laughs> the bottom line, of course, is that there, there would have been people, probably rightly so, have said, you know, animal rights activists would right. have made an issue of it. And if you're the league's, like, we just, coach, we don't need any of that. No. If you want to have a guy in a lion suit and he can act fearsome, we can do that. But we can't have an actual lion. Speaking- he probably
2: want it. Oh, go ahead. No,
1: go ahead. Sorry,
0: sorry. No.
2: I was just going to answer your question of do the Jets play the Ravens? They do not, but they play the Eagles and the Falcons this season. Oh.
0: They're going to be doing a lot of peck yeah. in there, right? Yes, right. yes. God, watch the Eagles. will beat them by like five touchdowns. I think so. If the Eagles like go out there and mollywop the Jets, like the amount of social media Eagles flying and soaring above oh, the crow means, st- oh, oh, it's man. gonna be bad. You think so? You think people remember that? Speech? I think people might have it like pinned.
1: <laughs> All right, well, can't wait for it to start. And I think Frankie tweeted. Was it yesterday? We're 40 days away from the NBA preseason.
0: Yeah, Frankie's really good for stuff like that. Good if you don't follow Frankie. Frankie on the Twitters already because he gets like really, really sad when there's not a lot of basketball. So he'll start doing these random countdowns out of nowhere. I, that yesterday was the start of it. FIBA
1: World Cup I was excited about and I'm still enthusiastic about, but it's not cutting it because nah. the games are just not close
0: enough. No, no, no. I, mean, I actually thought this was the team that the U.S. fielded. They would be closer, but I mean, they what did they smack Jordan by this year or this morning? They beat him pretty badly. Yes, and then they had beaten Greece pretty they, badly. What'd you say? They mollywhomp them. Mollywhopped. Molly-whopped. Go, ahead and, go ahead and write that one down. And use that in a sentence. Today. I think I've
1: heard that before, but it's been it's been quite a while.
0: It's a throwback for sure, but I still think it needs to come back. So I'm uh, trying to bring it back.
1: Trying to check your score for you. It was one ten to sixty two. Yeah, but it was Rondé Hollis Jefferson <laughs> against Anthony Edwards. Big showdown. Uh, yeah,
0: Rondé Hollis Jefferson, one of the top 15 players, though, I saw statistically in FIBA right now. Yes,
1: and he actually outscored and outdueled, at least points-wise, Anthony Edwards. And I didn't know, I guess, uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson kind of took Ant-Man under his wing a little bit his first
0: camp. So oh, did he? They were going at each other. Oh, nice. I saw the other day Brandon Ingram complaining, though, trying to be, basically be like, yeah, you know, the team's winning right now, so you can't really say much, but, man, it's, it's hard when you're not getting the playing time. Yeah, he's not playing well. No, he's not. It's like, and the team's playing great, and you're, like, butthurt about it. Like, dude, it's the FIBA World Cup. Just collect your medal and get ready for training camp. I like this team, and I like the fact
1: that they don't have the superstars per se. Anthony Edwards is probably going to be one. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a great player but I like this team.
0: Yeah, no, this is a really good team. It, the team itself, the way they built the team is very. That's what I like. They built a very good basketball team. You
1: got guys like Halliburton and Reeves. Although I'm just so sick of Reeves. You,
0: you mean know? the greatest player in basketball history? You're tired of that's how?
1: It's not his Not his fault. I'm just so worn out on how,
0: oh, Austin so- Reeves so great, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's quite a good bench. I saw and someone put out I- a mural of him and Kobe next to each other the other day.
1: <laughs> that's great. Good for him, but it's great that you got those two guys coming off the bench, and they relish their role, yeah, and they're not complaining about it, and they just come in and dominate.
0: No, and I think it's great experience for these guys, and I think that's how, when you're looking at it, right, the Olympic team should be the A-team. And I don't want to say the FIBA World Cup should be the B team because I, I think that's kind of insulting, but it should be guys that it's like you know what these are guys we want to bring in that have a lot of potential to be at the Olympic level one day. Let's get them some international run. And again, they just put together they they put together a good basketball team. Yep. And uh, despite what Carmichael Dave said, Eric Mika not on that team.
1: Hmm. Oh, Car- Carmichael Dave <laughs> made a mistake. Come on.
0: <laughs> the other day he was like, "Yeah, she can't take a team seriously with Eric Mika on it." I'm like. Look at good news. He's not. <laughs> David, why would you Silly. say that?
1: Um, JaVale McGee, wh- is he going to end up on the Sacramento Kings? Do you want him to? Should Kings fans be getting excited about this?
0: Is I don't care an appropriate answer? No,
1: it's not because <laughs> this is Sacramento, California. Okay. We're talking about the I sac- don't care.
0: <laughs> Tommy Lee, settle down. The Sacramento <laughs> Kings. Are we at the point now where it's just like we think JaVale McGee is still a factor in the NBA? I mean, JaVale McGee barely got off the bench in Dallas last year. Do people know that he's won three NBA titles? The Kings don't inherit those titles. So it's not really, it shouldn't factor in. If JaVale McGee makes this team, like he's the 14th or 15th guy on this team, Whitey. It's not like he's going to be getting any playing time. Well, it's not like they need more
1: bigs for camp they have 15 of them so why are the kings bringing him in don't you think that they're kind of rolling the dice and thinking hey uh javel mcgee was very good defensively in mike brown's system with the warriors um maybe he can improve them defensively and if he can given how much improvement they need there
0: uh it's worth worth a shot so isn't that the same logic that we're using outside of the mike brown part with nimi Is, oh, you know, this kid could be something defensively. He's a goalie. Isn't it kind of the same logic we're using with Nerlands Noel? Like, oh, man, Nerlands is a shot blocker. It's just like basically, all right, let's sign up all these third string guys and let them fight for the death to get the 15th position. And in a sense, will it even matter? Will, like, Javel McGee's not going to play 25 minutes a game. Like, uh, just not going to be a thing. And the same thing with the New Noels or the Nimicadas of the world. They're not going to, Scalabi Sierra is another one. It's like these guys, if they make the roster, they are break glass in case of emergency players. They're not going to impact winning.
1: Here's what concerns me about uh, JaVale McGee. Uh, you go back to 2017 with the Warriors and he was offensive rating to defensive rating. 120 offense, 101 defense with him on the floor. That's good. That's right? really good. Yeah. Next year, 124, 103. All right, there's something going on there. Then he goes to the Lakers, 117 offense, 104 defense. Whoa, okay. Hey, he helps, right? Next year, 124, 101 with the Lakers, which I think that was the year they won the championship, right? 20? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then, but then let's see here 2021 with Denver. 98-106, last year 108-112 with Dallas. Some of that is system, but there are numbers that suggest, and I know that offensive rating, defensive rating is a little wonky, but looks like maybe he's lost a little bit.
0: I'm just saying, it, on a at team... age
1: 35 last yeah, year. Yeah,
0: he's an older player in the league now. He's not the same guy that he was in the Warriors and even in those last couple of years with the Lakers. He did have a good year with Phoenix a couple of years ago. Yeah, but again, it's also a thing... When you look at someone like Dallas, right... Who outside of their you know, top level, they're they're starving for quality role players on their team. To that point, I think last year they
1: brought him in to be a starter.
0: Yeah, and it just did, went downhill from there. Now, I will this caveat: Jason Kidd is the head coach in Dallas, and I don't think Jason Kidd's a very good head coach. But you would pointed out in Denver, I mean, that is a team, especially with the way they play. Like he should have thrived in Denver. And to me, it looks more like, okay, they the, the Mavericks rolled a, a di- rolled the dice on him last year. Realized, like okay, JaVale's lost a step. If they sign Javel McGee, it's fine. But I, I think there's a little too much analysis of the whole thing going on, if I'm being frank.
1: Uh, isn't it worth a flyer where, hey, maybe there's still something there? Sure. And, I mean, the numbers would suggest probably not. But yeah. maybe also the thing is, and this is an obvious point, Forgive me for stating the obvious. If you have JaVale McGee, let's say he comes in for Sabonis. Sure, they could play same time. But let's just say he comes in for Sabonis. You're not running your offense through JaVale No, McGee.
0: <laughs> that's just it. I don't know if yeah, you've ever seen it. JaVale McGee's highlight reel on Shacked a Fool. Not a guy you're really entrusting uh, to get things going, to be the engine on your offense, to get the uh, system running, so to speak. Yeah, again, it's... If they sign JaVale McGee, it's almost in that Matthew Della Vadova type role. It's break glass in case of emergency, but we, we have you as the last guy on our bench because you're a good locker room guy. Mm-hmm. And I think JaVale McGee, I will say this, though. I think JaVale lighting the beam would be fun. No question. I think he might miss the beam when he's going to light it, but that's okay. <laughs>
1: and they would bring back his mom probably, right? Oh, I Pam's mean, at games
0: for yeah, sure. Yes. Sacramento
1: legend, Pam McGee. That would be a
2: thing. So get him for the vibes is what you're saying.
1: Yes,
0: so <laughs> 100%. 100%. We don't need help in that department. <laughs> <laughs> you lose Della Vidova. He was a big vibes guy. Was he? He was a really? vibes guy. Mm-hmm.
2: Dude, people on that. When he would get in the game. The bench would go crazy.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's a vibes guy, man. Do not forget when they broke the single season or single game record in franchise history for three-pointers. Who hit the last one? I Matthew had... Vadova hit mm-hmm. it.
1: Uh, quiz time. You play Immaculate Grid, right? I do. Uh, JaVale McGee has played for eight teams. How many of them can you name in... Let's
0: give him 24 seconds on the Shot Clock. Go. He has been a Maverick, a Sun, a Laker, a Nugget, a Warrior, Five, a Wizard. Six. A... Oh, no. I'm losing my javelness. Um uh, I said Wizard. Ah, eh, Okay. You did very
1: well. I don't think you mentioned Cleveland or Philadelphia.
0: I have no recollection of him on either team, so
1: I feel good about myself. Well, um, six games for Philly and thirty-three
0: for Cleveland. <laughs> That's so probably why I don't remember you can him. Excuse, thank you. Yeah. Actually, just file that one away, though. Next yep. time you do an immaculate grid, Sixers and Cavs cut up. Yeah. I got JaVale McGee, baby. Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I like it. I think there's like a four and ten chance It ends up being something who can help you, and maybe four and uh, ten. A two and 10 chance. Okay. <laughs> but I also, I'm probably more optimistic than I should be that Nerlands Noel may help.
0: Yeah, Nerland's, I Nerlands was relevant, I mean, in New York just a season or two ago. I still think, you know, he got in a situation in Detroit where it's like, yeah, we're not going to play you because we're not going to win anything. Yeah, you, know, you get in Brooklyn last year it's just kind of whatever. Yeah, I think Nerlens does a little more in the tank. Yeah, I'm definitely more high on Nerlens than Jamel. If he's at this healthy, point. yeah. If I he's know. healthy,
1: I was on with Kyle Draper last week, and he had he got Matt Barnes to come on, and Matt Barnes was talking about Nerlens Noel, and he says, yeah, he first of all he runs the floor really well, and that causes problems for a defense. Yeah, uh, and he said, I hate this term because it's so overused, but it's a fact. He can be a really good
0: rim protector, different than a great defender, by the way. And I think people confuse the two. Being a great. It's not freaking hockey. Right. Where (laughs) someone stands there. Yes. You can't do that. You can't goaltend in the NBA. (laughs) Just no. And I think Nerland's would have been a great FIBA player now. He'd have been a great defender there. But yeah, I think people have always confused the idea of, man, we have a quote unquote goalie with we have a great defensive player. You know who was like that for years that people made a big deal about and came here? Samuel Dallenbear. Okay. Was a, I was going to say Hassan Whiteside. Hassan, another great example. No, great shot blockers, not great defenders. Yeah, Difference. I remember
1: first time seeing Hassan Whiteside his first preseason. I remember watching and realizing, huh, he literally tries to block every shot. Even if he's on the block and the guy shooting mm-hmm. is on the perimeter, he's still trying to block <laughs> to, every shot. You
0: know who I've watched do that? And I watched it actually in summer league too. Nimi Keda is that guy too. Really? Oh yeah, Nimi tries to block everything. <laughs>
1: Willie Cauley Stein was never the rim protector that the Kings hoped to be. Because the rim abused his finger. <laughs> I know he cost me yesterday on uh, immaculate grid because I I knew he'd been with the Rockets, but he never played for them. So I mm-hmm. put him as a Rocket Warrior. I ah, yeah, and gotcha. He never played for him. He signed with them, but never played for him.
0: Ah, you should have went with um, you know, it was a good one for that. That would have got you a low score, Jim Peterson.
1: Oh, very nice. Thank where, you. where where were you when I needed you <laughs> yesterday?
0: Ah, uh, well, I was uh, homesick.
1: Well, we're glad to have you with us today. Uh, so I'm it sounds like I'm more excited about JaVale McGee than you are. You are. Just yeah. a tad though. It sounds like I'm more excited about Nerlens Noel than you are, too. No,
0: I'm actually we're right there Nerlensing right. together.
1: Um Ben Simmons is talking. Come back. Are you listening at all next here with Whitey and Watkins? Actually, J-Mar's in for Wadi today, Sackdown Sports. <laughs>
2: Download the
1: Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Coming up via the False Blade Honda hotline. False Blade Honda, you're one. Stop. Honda. John. It's true. Whitey Gleason <laughs> and J. Mars today. Chris Watkins, not back yet, but he will be back this afternoon. Can't wait to see him.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a real sharp show.
1: Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, sharp and waddy. And I, I also have to find out if he, how he feels about me calling him Waddy.
2: Which, <laughs>
0: I get. It, I just don't. Chris doesn't strike me as the type like that's going to walk around and want to be a Waddy.
2: Like I thought I want to say when we were asking what his nicknames were, that was one of the ones. And so I reached out to him like, hey, didn't you say someone called you Waddy? And he's like, no, never. <laughs> Maybe I'll just well, not never.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it parked right there. That's a good now. idea. Uh, some interesting comments on uh, what I call the YouTube chat. Here, Um, uh, people with varying degrees of excitement over JaVale McGee. Uh, Manny, too legit. Do we really need JaVale McGee? Fans only. Last guys on the bench do impact winning. Mm. And Pike916
0: says, Monk is the team's vibe. Manny, too legit. Monk
1: brings the energy.
0: Malik Monk is a terrific vibe guy, but usually when we're talking about a guy you're bringing in for the vibes, it's because that's what they do. Whereas Monk obviously is a legitimate scorer in the NBA, right? So like DelaVedova, big vibes guy. He's a vibes guy because that's that's really what he's bringing at this point in his career. Just the vibes. You know who
1: the vibes guy is this year? He comes off the bench. Everybody goes nuts.
0: Jordan Ford. Jordan Ford actually would be a legitimate vibes guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, yes. And I, I I'm surprised they haven't announced him as at least a training camp invite yet. That has to be a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I I have a feeling. Prediction time. Jordan Folsom Lake Ford, by the way. Yes, on the Jordan Folsom Lake Ford yes. Honda hotline. Yes. Sure.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. What if we have him on there? That's going to be confusing. That would be
0: weird. Yes. But don't we'll you do get it. it? I have a feeling he'll be one of the last guys cut, and then gets that final two way deal in Stockton. That's my that's my prediction. After what he showed in summer league, it's pretty apparent to me that Scal is going to be Stockton. Stockton, but not a two-way guy, right?
1: Just he'll be on the Stockton right. roster. Yeah, no, right. I think
0: that's definitely what's
1: happening uh, there. nimi uh, See, uh, isn't that the right way? to? No one says it, but isn't it nimi
0: Keta? I don't know. I just go with Nimi. Okay. <laughs> he'll probably be in Stockton. He's got a yeah. chance. Got a chance. Yeah, I don't see. I think Keta would have to just wow in training camp if you're bringing him over a Nerlens or even a JaVel yeah. McGee at this point. I think the veteran experience there, especially with a team that's looking to make a playoff run, it matters a lot more. I'm rooting for everybody. I love all the Kings. Uh, You want all 21 guys to make the team and try hard and do their best. Right. Yes.
1: No participation trophies in training camp. I'm going to read you a quote here, and then I think you can guess who says it, but then I want you to tell me if you're buying it. I'm excited because I know I can do it. So that's the exciting part for me. Uh, last Thursday and I'm like, yo, let's get back in the gym. I'm excited. I get to do something I love to do at a high level, regardless of what people say. I'm a three-time all-star, all-NBA player, all-defensive team. I've done things. I'm not somebody that hasn't done anything, but at the end of the day, that's what you want to do. You want to go out, compete against the best in the world, be one of the best, end quote. Has nothing to do with the Kings,
0: per se, but that is Ben Simmons talking about Coming back this year. The comeback tour of Ben Simmons. Now, he's doing the same thing he does every offseason, and that's show off his big muscles on Instagram. I feel like every season we get these crazy Ben Simmons workout videos. You do that too every offseason. Yeah, but the difference is I go in there and I produce every season, whereas he's putting out these videos, and you know there was one that went out the other day. Ben Simmons jump shot alert, and it shows him making a jump shot, which I feel like most NBA players can do in Well, that footage is hard to find. (laughs) Yeah, but it (laughs) exists, you know. Um, I'll buy the hype when I see it, man. It's like,
1: hey, we need you to find one of two things, both really hard to find, your choice. Uh, Ben Simmons making a jump shot or actual... Identify identifiable video of the Loch Ness Monster.
0: I'm taking the... i are taking Loch Ness Monster? Yes. Wow. So you don't think the fact that Ben Simmons is out here saying this, combined with these crazy videos we're seeing on Instagram of, again, Big Muscle Ben Simmons, that not only will he not make the comeback, but there will be no jump shot involved with it? I'll tell you this.
1: Honestly, I'm rooting for him. I really am. Yeah, I don't
0: have a reason to root against him.
1: But, I mean, I'm actively rooting for him. I would D- like to see that. I The game is better uh, if you have a guy with his unique skill set who actually is playing and playing well. I agree. And uh, uh, about whom we can all forget about all the, the negative st- stigma.
0: Yeah, no, I'd I'd like for Ben Simmons to come out and do well. Again, I have no problem with Ben Simmons. I have no reason to root against Ben Simmons. I just think some of the reasons, like... The jump shot thing has always been peculiar to me because, you know, he shoots with the wrong hand, right? Right. He's or he's left. a yes. natural right-handed player that shoots left-handed. And I'm like, you know, we could probably solve this jump shot crisis if you just shoot with your natural hand. I've never understood why he doesn't do that.
1: I'd heard that, but it's possible I actually thought that was a
0: joke. No, that's a real thing. So apparently growing up, he was right-handed and his dad... Told him he needed to shoot left-handed, which mm. again I have no idea why you would tell someone to do that, but that's a thing. It's just yeah, there's all these weird things around Ben Simmons all the time. It's just he's such an unusual player. You know, he's a like a legitimate prince. You get you get the questions of whether or not he has the heart to play in the NBA. He's out Respect here saying what we
1: were talking yeah. about earlier, and
0: so it's just like, is it safe to say though this is kind of a make or break year for him? Like if he doesn't get it together this year, do you buy any chance that it happens?
1: I I guess I mean it depends. I, I could see if he doesn't play this year, and I hope he does because uh, he's 27 now. Yeah, I could see in a couple he's years, old. you know, maybe he comes back and comes off the bench for somebody for a couple games. Mm-hmm. I, I guess to your point, if we're talking about him being anything close to Ben Simmons again, yeah, this
0: would this would probably be it. Yeah, and if you're the Nets, you are you are banking big time on him coming back and being even somewhere around what he was when he was really good in Philadelphia, because at that point, like, let's say that's a reality, right? The Brooklyn Nets, if you get, if you have a 27 year old Ben Simmons showing that he can play around that all NBA level combined with a guy like Mikel Bridges on your team, like, man, that that's a team that's starting to look pretty good, especially given all the drama that they've had the last four years.
1: Here's my favorite Ben Simmons question. You may know it. I'll give you a chance to show off if you do. Uh, For his career, five years, 81 games, 78 games, 57, 58, 42, and, well, that's it. 81, 79, 57, 58, 42. He
0: played 42 last year? Uh,
1: Yes. Really? How many three-pointers in his career? Made or attempted? Made. You can do either one. (sighs) Why don't you give me both, his makes and attempts? I will say. 81 games, 79 games, 57, 58, 42. I feel like this is correct, one for one. No, he's five for thirty-six. Wow.
0: I didn't had <laughs> no his, idea he took 30, career. I had no idea he took that many three pointers. Because I remember one game in Philadelphia, because of course it was like Sports Center top highlight of the game. Ben Simmons made a three pointer tonight because that's the only one I remember. I had no idea he's taking thirty six career threes.
1: As a rookie, o for eleven. The next year he was O for six. Uh, his third year, and he was an all star these two years. It was two for seven. Uh, then in 21, he was all star again. Three for 10 last year, 0 for 2. So five for 36. It in It took career.
0: him three seasons to make his first three pointer.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. You consider better late that than never, right? He's had you know mental issues, it would appear, which is. You know, all the best to him there. But those can be very debilitating, obviously, for a basketball player. And he's had back issues.
0: The back issues, to me, are the ones that's where— a bad
1: combination. Well,
0: and again, the back issues, when you're dealing with that as an NBA player, I mean, that's just death to your career. That probably also plays into any sort of mental health problems, you know? When you're dealing with that combined, you're working, especially in media markets like New York and Philadelphia, and you're just getting brutalized on radio, TV, print— Like, that's probably just the worst combination. I've always thought, you know what, if you really want to put Ben Simmons in a good situation, put him in a small market where he's not going to have basically being lambasted by the media 24-7. I
1: think you're right, and that's why you won't believe the answer Ben Simmons gave to a question. And I'll share that with you when we come back here. It's Whitey and Watkins. He's Jay Mars in for Watkins today on Sackdown Sports. We have been talking for some reason about Ben Simmons because Ben Simmons just came out. Excellent piece with the great uh, Mark Spears in which Ben Simmons says, I, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to come back. Yeah. That in and of itself is something of a surprise. But how about this answer to this question here? And by the way, I remember when there was talk year ago, year and a half ago of, huh? Hey, Maybe Ben Simmons comes to the Kings, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Am I imagining that, or oh, did no, that happen? There, there
0: were discussions, confirmed discussions, between Montana McNair and one Darrell Moray. So, no, that was a thing. It was about the time that,
1: uh, well, that they traded for Sabonis, right? Yeah, it I was, was the exact Fox, same time. Yep. Well, Billy. no, and
0: then you've heard Tyrese Halliburton's yeah. name was attached to that, although the Kings have kind of refuted that. So, no, there were, there were definitely, and then there were, I mean, it got to the point where, I don't know if you remember, Woj put out a tweet that the Kings and Sixers were ending negotiations. So no, that was a real thing. Okay. But uh, Daryl wanted to bring his son home, James Harden, and that kind of derailed the whole thing.
1: I, I wonder if Ben Simmons maybe he's just kind of saying what he thinks he needs to say or maybe he's a little delusional. Question for him, how would you reflect? Excuse me. How would you say you reflect back on your Philadelphia days, Ben Simmons? I had a lot of <laughs> I had a lot of fun there. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not very sensitive. It was time for me to go. When I did leave, it was good timing. Obviously, the injury and everything that was going on didn't help, but I think it gave me a chance to really appreciate it. I'll always have love for Philly. People always ask me, like, if you were to get traded again, where would you want it to be? I always say, just Philly. Philly is a second home to me. Just Philly? Uh Uh-huh, just Philly. And in time, you learn and grow as people. I don't really have anything bad to say about Philly. It was a crazy situation at the end, but it is what it is, end quote.
0: I feel like Philly feels differently. know. Hey, <laughs> and I'm not talking about the Sixers as an organization. I'm talking about legitimately
1: the entire city. Now, this is certainly a better answer than, it was brutal and I hate those people and I'll never forgive them.
0: But still... Uh that's like, probably some middle ground? There there is no way that he actually believes what he just said in the idea that, man, if I'm getting traded anywhere, it's just Philadelphia. So the Lakers come calling. You don't want to go to LA. All right. Uh what about San Antonio? They got Victor Wimbenyama. I mean, this is a stable organization. Nah. Hey, how about the Boston Celtics? This is a team that you can legit help win an NBA title. No, it says I it's not the Boston not the Philly Celtics. What is he talking about? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I know. I that just there's... feel like
0: that would end monumentally bad.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. And he must know that. I hope on some level. So again, maybe it's just hey, you know, uh, Is he trying
0: to just not it's get it's booed? Banana speak, right? <laughs> no, that's actually a great way to coin it. Yeah. I feel like this is him trying to like not get booed as much. Oh, yes. Or have Philly fan who probably say terrible things to him to, like, stop. Do you think that'll work? No. No. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I I don't think Philly fan feels the same way, and I also don't think they care. So, Ben Simmons,
1: uh, we were talking yesterday about guys that— never were as great as we thought they were going to be. Trey Lance maybe will never be a great player. We'll see. Brock Purdy, maybe he will not be great. We'll see. Ben Simmons was never the great player, although he was an all-star. D- are we close
0: to that same category for Zion? Uh, can I make a bold statement if I must?
1: uh I? I have to ask for I'll allow it. Okay. Thank you. Your Honor.
0: I'm more confident in the Ben Simmons comeback than the Zion Williamson Trajectory. Do you know how crazy you sound right now. Yes,
1: that's a drop, but we didn't. Yeah,
2: we didn't hit it.
0: <laughs> don't we have it? You know how crazy you sound right now.
2: I do, but it's there's something.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You have to know how crazy you sound right there, now. There it is. Yeah, I'm more confident in that. I just don't think because of Zion's build and all these different questions, the off court stuff. Like, I am just not confident that Zion's ever going to be healthy. Whereas I feel like Ben Simmons at least, like, there's a chance. And Ben Simmons is like, and not that Zion hasn't proved that he can play on the court. Like, oh, my God, the guy is amazing. But I do feel that Ben Simmons does have a better opportunity to continue his career. Just based upon Zion's sheer size, Whitey, with those knees, man, that one's really difficult for me to buy into at this point. That he's going to have this Joel Embiid-esque thing where all of a sudden he gets semi-healthy. I just don't buy it.
1: I think for both guys, to a degree, it hinges on something that is unknowable to us, and that is how important is this to them? Right. And it's not you, to say they're a bad person, they're bad people if they don't want to play. No, but for them to overcome physically what they've had to overcome, you've got to really, really need to do that, and not everybody is wired that way. Yeah, and
0: at the very least, whether it's hyperbole or just putting stuff out there, at least Ben Simmons is trying to put it out there, right? Uh, yeah. I, I at least get the feeling from Ben Simmons there is a part of him, now how big that part is, I don't know, that does want to succeed in the NBA, I feel like Zion is more into what's on the outside of the NBA. I'm getting a nice check. I'll have my money. I, I don't know. I just cannot buy Zion as the number one guy because of injury and because of just the psyche there, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not buying Ben Simmons as a number one guy. But, again, I'm, I'm buying Ben Simmons can contribute on a championship team.
1: Uh, Sean Belland on the chat says, uh, Simmons needs a small market team. He's too fragile for big
0: media. I— I said the same thing. I think Ben Simmons would Are you thrive. accusing Sean of stealing your material? I think Sean was listening during the break. And I think Sean was listening before the break. And was like, you know what? Jay is so right. Let me repackage this as my own. But wow. no, Sean, I completely agree with you. It's like- I think like an Oklahoma City situation, like that small. You know what I mean? Where it's like, man, you saw. I mean, they 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 handle Kevin. He'd, he'd have a hard time making that team right now. You think so? Well, I think making the team he could make, cracking the rotation. I, I for 30 overstated minutes, it,
1: but they're a really good team. Is my point.
0: I like them one through three with Giddy, uh, with the good Jalen Williams, and with um, SGA. Like uh, man, hello, Chet Holmgren's on the phone. Is Chet Holmgren playing? Sure. <laughs> is, is Chet Holmgren going to get hit with an elbow and collapse? Like, no. Chet Holmgren to me that's like the most intriguing part of that team because we kind of know what the other three are, and I think Josh Giddy's going to step up and really develop and have a great year this year. I and I, I love, love SGA. Josh Gidde. I told
1: you I've been trying to get Josh Giddey smart cards, and smart I'm, stock to buy, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: But I think if Chet can come in and-, and Cam
1: Thomas coming out of my ears, but I need Josh Giddey. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I'm sure you can trade, right? I'm sure there's a there's a huge market for Cam Thomas. <sighs> not uh, what I thought it was, but no, I think if Holmgren is so intriguing, like if he is what they think he could be, and he's healthy, he's the opposite end of the spectrum from Zion, right? Exactly. One guy's just way too big, and the other guy's way just too small. There's not enough of him, so they should have a baby. <laughs> Get Real. the best of both worlds. Real. Could you imagine, like, just that size with Chet's outside game and be able to get to the basket combined with the ferociousness of Zion? There you go. But, no, yeah, I'm intrigued, though. But I think a small market would do well for Ben (laughs) Mm -hmm. where he's not the center of attention because he's – and what's crazy is he's going to be the center of attention in Brooklyn this year, right? Like, that's going to be the big storyline. I guess so. They've got some talent on that team, too. They do. I love bridges. Yeah, I think. And that's what I was saying before the break, man. If Ben Simmons can come back and be anything he resembled in Philadelphia, I like the Nets. I really like what they got going on there. I think it was a lot of addition by subtraction with KD and Kyrie. Like, look how good they were doing under, um, uh, uh, forgive me, who's the head coach that they like. Kenny Atkinson. Yes. I mean, and that was based upon draft picks of guys that were taken in like the late 20s. Like there was a good vibe going there, and I think right. they're starting to get back to that vibe now that the circus has left town.
1: Yeah, uh, to me, that vibe kind of went down the toilet when Kyrie came in. I don't know if you agree with that. No, <laughs> right. I.
0: You know, you know, I, I. I'm sure you had to do a lot of thought to get to that conclusion. But kind I kind of a hot
1: take, I know. And I
0: know we we like to. It's fun with Kyrie, but I don't think Katie helped that. I'll, I'll, I'll contribute that to that take. <laughs>
1: All right, I'll digest that and uh, get back to you. Thanks. Are you ready for the Factor Fantasy Showdown?
0: This has been like the most like I have been so excited to play this. It's like the guy waiting in the Price is Right that never gets called up. <laughs> like every day I listen to Factor Fantasy wanting to get wanting to come on down and play. Today is the day.
1: Yeah, I got hosed yesterday. <laughs> Bad decision, Kyle Draper got me at the last minute. But you're the favorite already today.
0: Judge Verlot is not a big. He he doesn't like my takes. But that's fine. Maybe you should take the Ben Simmons route and say good things about him, and maybe he'll go easier on you.
1: Uh, Why the Kings need JaVale McGee, that is coming up in the Fact or Fantasy Showdown, and that is next. Whitey and Watkins, Jay Marsden today on Tactown Sports. Top of the Fact Fantasy Showdown. Whitey Glees Chris Watkins. Well, Chris Watkins will be along at two today. So it's me and Jay Mars. And we've been having such a good time today. I almost, almost am reluctant to go head-to-head with you. But when this is at stake, the crown of superiority, oh. uh, t- I, my own grandmother, I'd knock her down to get this. Wow. Yeah. You should bronze that at this point. <laughs> the great. I don't know about bronzer. We probably should have it, you know, cleansed in
0: some... Uh, I don't know. It gives it its unique charm, not Chris cleansing bronchitis it.
1: bronchitis, and you know, J. Uh, Ross won, and he had some stuff going on as well. Oh, yeah, I'm
0: not putting that thing yeah. on.
1: But anyway, that goes to the winner today did, of the Factor Fantasy t- Showdown. Did
0: Jason's eye give Chris bronchitis?
1: Yes. I, that is confirmed. <laughs> Hashtag confirmed. Stranger things have happened, especially in this Petri dish. But right now, Wait. entering the... yes. Entering no. the Petri dish is our judge for today. The Honorable All Rise. You better rise or he Not doesn't today. like it if you don't rise. Uh, all Rise for the Honorable Judge Verlade. Hello, Your Honor.
2: Morning. Afternoon, gentlemen. And I've, your been, I've been on one. Today as well, I do have a bailiff. That's <laughs> yes. correct. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Since you were just talking about Ben Simmons, let's start there, Whitey. Okay. I'm up first today, Your Honor? Yes, sir. Okay. Ben Simmons will be contribu- will be a contributing member of the Nets this year. Fact or fantasy? Uh that is a fact, Your Honor. That's the fact, Jack. Yeah. Um,
1: Ben Simmons is uh he's determined. You've seen the pictures of him this year, you've seen the video of him working out. He's an extremely talented player. He's got an opportunity on a team now with lowered expectations. He's talking the talk. He's been walking the walk this offseason. This is it, as my esteemed opponent said earlier, this may be his last chance to show he belongs in the NBA. I think Ben Simmons is smart enough to recognize that, and I think he makes the most of it. Comes back this year. He's not gonna be close to what he was, but he's gonna be a solid contributing rotational member
0: of the Nets. Ah, Judge, as much as I defended him in the last segment, I have to say that's fantasy. It's just a- When you're talking about the back issues that Ben Simmons has suffered, those have gone on to be debilitating for literally all NBA players that have suffered them. And how many different off-seasons have we gone through with, oh my gosh, look at Ben Simmons, watch the social media videos, oh there's Ben Simmons, he made a jump shot, oh look at Ben Simmons looking swole on Instagram, and guess what? The last two years, none of it's mattered. Ben Simmons can come out and say all these fun things about how he's determined and people forget he's a three-time all-star. Do you know why people forgot? Because you haven't played basically in two years. I don't see him recovering from the back injury. And then I see the Brooklyn, New York media piling on him, which we know does not do well for other aspects of Ben Simmons' life. We will be watching Ben Simmons post another Instagram video of him watching the playoffs with a quilt when the season is over.
2: Why do you have to say that you're absolutely right? I have seen those pictures and videos of Ben Simmons this year. And, Jay, you are right. We have seen that for several years, and nothing has happened. Point to you, Jay. Thank you. Just one, one point. Just, just one point. Just he can one. give
1: as many points
0: as he wants. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. We're going to start with you, Jay. Mm-hmm. The Kings need to sign JaVale McGee because he would make them better defensively. That's a fact. fact or fantasy. Interesting. I'm... Just uh, just rushing yourself right yeah, there. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Did not mean to step on the judge. Let me wipe off your shoes. Wow. Uh, that's a fact.
1: It's disrespectful yeah. is what that Here's one.
0: why that's a fact, because the Kings need any help they can get from the center position to make them better defensively. And when you look up and down the roster, who is going to be that guy? I don't think DeMontis Sabonis makes them better defensively. I don't think Trey Lyles makes them better defensively. I don't even think the vaunted Alex Lynn makes them better defensively. So when I'm going off of JaVale McGee versus Nerlens Noel i have to go with resume and i do think because mike brown knows javel mcgee's game mike brown who was the um, unofficial defensive coordinator in golden state when Javelle mcgee was a defensive force will know how to make javel mcgee an integral part of this team on the defensive side when he plays not only that because the kings were so poor defensively he makes them better not by much, but that wasn't the question, so he'll make them an eensy-weensy bit better defensively. Kings need to sign JaVale
1: McGee because he would make them better defensively. Factor fantasy, that is a fantasy. It's just a fantasy. Whoa. The Kings need just one other thing. They signed JaVale McGee just one other thing that would allow him to help them defensively. That one other tiny thing would be a freaking time machine. Because you'd have to take JaVale McGee back to 2018 for him to be an effective defender again. He's had an outstanding career, but he's finished. Uh, The last few years have reflected that he's defensively, and that's what he's all about, rim protector. He's not what he once was. I have a new nickname for JaVale McGee. It's Beethoven's fifth because he's
2: dun-dun-dun-dun. All right, Whitey, you get two points for that. That's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no (laughs)
0: kidding. You just kind of spacked me. Wow. (laughs) That was good. You gotta be mad at that. I'm impressed. Wow. Also,
2: also, thank you for not interrupting me. That was that was. Oh, of course, your honor. All right, had... this appears to be the final question, and it's an important question. Whitey,
1: do we know how many points is worth? Or are you making that determination? We'll, your honor? we'll see how your course, uh, your
2: reaction is. Okay, Whitey, the 49ers need to end the kicker drama and re sign Robbie Gould fact or fantasy?
1: It's a fantasy. Yeah. It's, a fantasy. it's very tempting. Uh, the reason why is because the 49ers have just swallowed it on uh, you know, well, we made a bad pick on Trey Lance, but that's, that's okay. Um, you know, it's all going to work out. And then they can't do that again on a third round pick from this year, it would be too embarrassing for them to admit two colossal draft mistakes in one year. They need to stick it out here with Robbie Gold. Excuse me. Pardon me with Jake Moody. My apologies to Jake Moody, Robbie Gold and the court. And then if that doesn't work, you need to find a secondary kicker who's cheaper than Robbie Gold. He's too expensive and too embarrassing to sign at this point.
0: Judge verlad the 49ers need to end the kicker drama and re-sign Robbie Gold. That is a fact. That's the fact. I hate this idea out there that, well, the 49ers can't resign Robbie Gould because that would mean that they made a mistake on Jake Moody and you've already had to swallow your pride and get ready to get rid of Trey Lance. You sound like that a little bit. You know why? Because do you think when the 49ers are in the Super Bowl? and Jake Moody misses the game-winning field goal, they're going to go back and be like, yeah, but hey, at least we didn't have to go back and admit we made a mistake with Robbie Gold. No, this is a Super Bowl-winning team. Go out and get Robbie Gold. Go out and get the sure thing, and everyone points out, well, you're going to have to pay Robbie Gold too much money. Last I look, Robbie Gold doesn't have a freaking job, and nobody is out there looking to pay Robbie Gold the money he wants. He's worthless. No, he's worth a lot. He is worth so much to the fact that you can go ahead, swallow your pride, wave Jake Moody, bring in Robbie Gold, because you know what? Come playoff time, come Super Bowl time, as the 49ers hope to get to, when Robbie Gold is out there making game-winning field goals for you, nobody's going to care that Jake Moody was ever on the roster.
2: You guys both make excellent, excellent points. But, Jay, I'm going to give you the point for... That question, that was correct. You're also getting an extra point for your 10 out of 10 Whitey impersonation. Thank you. You are Thank our you. winner today. Congratulations.
1: Thank what was you. the final score, Thank then?
2: You. Three to two, Jay. Oh,
1: he got two points for that?
2: <laughs> he got one for being right on the question, and then one for the 10 out of 10 Whitey <laughs> impersonation.
0: I do feel like Bullwinkle. What do you mean? The 49ers can't say they're wrong two times. See, I, I
2: do not know who said that.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I've I've been in this industry a long time, and this is the the one trophy I've been after. This is my NBA title. This is my MVP award. Yeah. Uh, Two words of advice.
2: And you don't want to put it on?
1: Yeah. No, I don't want
0: Jason Rossi. One, enjoy it. Two, get some
1: antibiotics if you put it on. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Your Honor. Uh, Coming up next, Brock Purdy doesn't have to be great, uh, says one former NBA executive. Well, of course he does. That's next year. Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports.